0: this is Sophie Lawson from sophielawson.com and this is episode 8 of the So Free Art podcast which is a little podcast I do each week about art and things and this one's going to be all about thoughts. (laughs) I realised a few years ago when I started drawing just how powerful thoughts are and it all started and well basically the podcast is going to be about how thoughts are very powerful both negatively and positively. So, when I started drawing in 2013, it was the first time that I'd ever started paying attention to my thoughts really. Before that, my thoughts were just there, and I thought, <laughs> I thought, I thought my thoughts were real. Like, I believed every single thought that was there, and because most of those thoughts, had been based on negative um, influences and stuff. I had a bunch of thoughts in my head which were all negative and I believed them. So a lot of them were about me, like personally. But when I started drawing, um, these negative thoughts were always very um, like prominent, I suppose. And um, I've actually no. I've noticed it's not just me. I believe it is everybody that we all have these thoughts that we. It's very easy to believe that they're real. Um, so, like, I got today. I got a a message on one of my YouTube videos, and I haven't done YouTube videos for ages. But um, I still get like messages and stuff. And on one of the videos, which was a book review of *Keys to Drawing* by Bert Dodgson, Um ex-water lily messaged me basically saying that she's just started drawing but her thoughts are going crazy saying how rubbish her drawing is and she's not very good at this and stuff but what i noticed well basically she, she sent me that message and she said um you know do you experience this as well and have you got any advice and stuff and it's Basically, that is exactly what happened to me when I started drawing, is um, whilst I was drawing, this is when I first started, whilst I was drawing, my thoughts were going mad. Like, every time I put a line or a shape on the paper, I could always hear my thoughts going, that's wrong, (laughs) that doesn't look right, that's not very good. It was, like, constant, and um, so what you have to do is you have to sort of Well, sometimes it gets the better of you. Especially when I'm doing gesture drawings. Like, it used to get really bad. I would do my gestures. And I'd noticed I'd be on my, like, fifth or sixth gesture. Which were, like, 30 seconds to a minute long. And my mind was going, these are rubbish. All of these are rubbish. Why why are you even bothering? (laughs) It was really horrible, some of the thoughts. And... What I've noticed is if you let that thought... If you start believing the thought as you're drawing... It will actually influence your drawing. It will make it not very good. Well, it goes one of two ways. If you actually believe it and you start... As you're drawing, you start thinking... This isn't going to be very good. Then it won't be very good. Or it won't be as good as it could be. Because your thoughts are making it not as good. But if you just ignore it or just let the thought be there... And just keep drawing anyway what happens is at the end of the drawings sometimes I would end the 30 minutes and my thoughts would still be going those were all rubbish and I would then go and look at the gestures and I'd most of the time I'd be like in the thoughts were lying because these aren't as bad as I thought they were (laughs) and but it sometimes goes the other way where you have a really good session mentally and then you look back and it's not as good as you think (laughs) so the the thing there is that you can't believe your thoughts whilst you're drawing and so that's that's one example of the thoughts influencing and sort of sabotaging your drawing and but you also get the other thoughts like say you're trying to do something like painting or something for the first time I mean I don't know if everyone gets this but I'm pretty sure most people do have these thoughts it's I think it's a mix of self-doubt um anxiety and stuff and it And the thought is trying to stop you, I guess, it's afraid that you're going to fail. So it's trying to stop you even trying. (laughs) So you have to just push through it. And like I said, I've noticed that if you just keep drawing, even with the mind going crazy, you'll end up, well, what normally happens now is, because even now, like all these five years later or something, I still have the thoughts there at times. They're saying, you know, you're not very good. This is rubbish but i just let it be there now and what i've noticed is if you just let it be there you'll end up 10 minutes later you'll realize that you didn't have any thoughts <laughs> so in the end if you just let it be it will go away but the really interesting thing and this is why i love art is because it like everything you learn in art not just the drawing but all the all of the mental side of of drawing it all actually plays into real life. So once I started realising that my mind was lying to me, when I wasn't drawing, I started... Because I also started meditating about six months after I started drawing. And during the meditation, I started realising that a lot of negative thoughts were coming up. And I started thinking, well, if the mind is lying to me while I'm drawing... And I can prove that by um, finishing a drawing and it not being as bad as what the thoughts were saying. Um, And like, if you have the negative thoughts saying, you know, you can't paint, you can't do this, and then you end up doing it, you kind of prove that the thoughts are lying to you. And so I started thinking, well, if they're lying to me there, (laughs) maybe they're lying to me all the time and that's when you start doing experiments and that's when I first started being able to overcome um, OCD which I spoke about in one of the other podcasts because you started realizing like OCD used to make me do things like I'd be walking around outside and it would say if you stand on a pink pavement (laughs) something bad will happen and after you started realizing that the thoughts are lying to you when I went outside I would start challenging this belief so and it goes back to I heard a quote on the tv um, and the bloke said something bad might happen but it might not and that was the first time I had really understood that you can challenge thoughts so I did that with the OCD and I was able to overcome that by doing the opposite of what the OCD wanted me to, and there was a period when I thought I'm going to end up becoming like an inverted OCD. So in other words, I thought the OCD thoughts would still would stay there forever, but I would end up doing the exact opposite of them. But what actually happened with that was that the like the weird OCD thoughts just sort of stopped, and every now and again I still get the odd one where I'll find myself wanting to touch. My fingers in a certain order but I can just stop that now because I realise that you don't have to do it <laughs> and I know OCD is a very weird thing because when you realise how stupid I, want, I don't know if stupid the right word but you realise how um, like silly it is to be doing these things but when you're in it and when you're suffering with it you just can't like help it but the reason I'm talking about this at the minute is because I've just recently started going to work as myself which is wearing my female clothes and everything and during this last week I went to my, because I worked two different jobs and since the last podcast I've started going back to my other job because we had a four week holiday so I've just started going back there as me. And the first day that I went there, my my thoughts went into overdrive, like negatively. And I got into work and I was already slightly on edge thinking, are people going to be, like what's everyone going to say? <laughs> um, because like, everyone there is really nice and we all talk to each other. So I knew that I was going to have to, I knew I was going to have to be talking to people at work whilst I was now presenting as Sophie so I was quite scared about that and when I first got to the to the job the boss was outside and my negative thought it popped into my head and said she's looking at you as if you look bloody weird (laughs) and I don't know if she was but that's what my mind said and then because I always I've had them suffered from like this body dysphoria what's it called Body dysmorphic disorder, I think it was. One of the things I used to do with that was, I would look in the mirror. But I would look in the mirror to confirm a negative thought. So say the negative thought said, for instance, your eyes look evil. I would look in the mirror to prove what the negative thought was. And it was actually my gender therapist who said, next time you look in the mirror, look in the mirror and tell yourself positive things. So again, it's just, it's just, it's all mental, really. And it's a case of flipping the negative thoughts around. So, like I can look in the mirror now and be okay. I actually like what I see in the mirror. <laughs> but this one this one time during the week, um, just, as, just after I'd seen my boss, I looked in the mirror with the negative thought of, she thinks I look weird. And so I looked in the mirror and... I I just ended up believing the thought that I looked weird and I had a bit of a mini sort of, like, panic period, I suppose, where I just, I thought, what the hell am I doing? And I wanted to sort of run home, um, but it got the better of me, that one, and it lasted for about an hour. But then one of the other bosses, because there's a few bosses, like a deputy, she came over and said, oh, you, you um... She didn't know that I was feeling weird or nothing, but she said, "Oh, you look really nice," and I said, "Oh, thank you." Like, and she—I don't think she realised how much she helped me there. Um, but like, she really made me feel a lot better. And this is what I'm saying: like, it's the thoughts are stupid because, like, if you look at it, even if she did think I look stupid <laughs> or whatever, it doesn't matter because I know I don't look stupid. And so that's really what matters. Um, so, like logically, I knew that that thought was lying to me, to try to, I suppose, I don't know what it was trying to do, it was trying to sabotage me, I think. And it won, it got the better of me for about an hour or so. But then what's really funny is, I'm currently reading this book called Rebel Buddha, by Do Chen Rinpoche, and I'll put a link in the show notes. And, um... What happened was I was feeling a little bit negative about myself after going to work like that for the first time and it was all because I was nervous and had let the negative thoughts sort of um, snowball and get bigger but then I got onto the ferry, opened this book where the bookmark was but I accidentally turned it to the wrong page and the first thing I read was... (laughs) once we wake up enough to see through our confusion we see that even our problematic thoughts and emotions are at heart part of this pure awareness <laughs> and that changed everything because in that moment i realized that even though these negative thoughts are obviously neg <laughs> even though these negative thoughts are like horrible and uncomfortable they are actually part of the process and and that just changed everything because from that moment I started smiling to everybody at work and I stopped letting the negative thought win. And every every day since that I've gone to work and I've just been really positive and happy and I feel like I'm finally me at work. And, well, basically the negative thoughts haven't really been there anymore. Um, I get some people who look at me and if I wanted to, I could spin it into a negative. But instead I just smile and think, I'm doing what I want to do. <laughs> and the really funny thing is, like when I went to work with that negative thought, it felt like, because the negative thought had made me believe it, it felt like everyone was looking at me weird. But when I went to work with the positive thought that um, I'm myself now and it doesn't matter what anyone thinks... And so once I'd replaced the negative thought with these positive thoughts, suddenly everyone started smiling at me. And I've had everyone being really nice this past week since that day. So it, again, makes me feel like the negative thoughts will create a negative world for you, you know? It's really weird. So, And it just shows how powerful the, the thoughts are. And like today, I was I got the bus to um, work, and quite randomly, um, there was a girl from the transgender support group that I go to, called Bex, and I wasn't even supposed to get on this bus. I only got on this bus because it came before my proper bus, so it was so random. And I sat down with her, and um, she was talking about how she's just started. Art therapy, and she she said she never thought she could draw, but she realises now that she can, and she's also talking about how much better she feels about herself because of drawing. And I did I said to her like, people don't realise it, but anyone can draw. (laughs) It's all mental drawing. Most drawing, in my opinion, is mental, and. It all goes back to just overcoming these negative thoughts. And the only way to overcome them is to challenge them. And then you prove that they're not real. And then you replace them with positive ones. (laughs) Then you just let the positive thoughts snowball. And it starts creating a positive world for you. And then because you've got a positive world, you have more positive thoughts. You see? But it doesn't mean the negative thoughts aren't there anymore. Like earlier in the week when I went to work, you know, the negative thought can pop up. But the way I look at it is because you're, you've now got so many positive thoughts there, they will actually overcome the negative one. So what I think is you would have a negative thought, you let it in, it might do some damage <laughs> for a, a couple of hours like it did with me. But somehow, what I say the universe will help you. Like when I picked up that book and it was on that quote... Or like when Michelle said, "That's the deputy." Like when she said, "You look really nice." She had no reason to say that. It's almost like to, to me it was like the universe was saying, "Sophie's struggling here with a negative thought. Let's have this. I'm going to make this deputy say a nice thought to help her." It, that's what it feels like. because um, it it all does go into the spirituality of it. Where I do believe that, like the the positive thoughts. Are channeling the universe. <laughs> Sounds mad, doesn't it? Um, and the reason it goes into the, like with the universe is because I recently watched a video. Um, it's to do with the universe but also science because what I'm realizing is science and spirituality are actually merging and I'm convinced they're going to come together soon. But in science, there's this thing called the delayed choice quantum eraser experiment and again i'll put a link in the show notes but this is fascinating because what there's um an experiment called schrodinger's cat and what that is is if you put a cat in a box with some poison and put put the lid down um until you open the box the cat is both alive and dead it's only once you observe the cat that it becomes either alive or dead so like whilst you haven't opened the box the cat is both alive and dead at the same time which sounds bonkers but that's basically what happens and this delayed choice quantum eraser experiment is even more mad what they've proven is it's a paradox because like say you've got these two protons they can be linked together so say you change something with Proton1 Proton2 would get a change linked to Proton1 even though you never touched Proton2 And so what they've done is they've set this experiment up and they can um, observe Proton1 at a certain point and Proton2 which is observed at a point before (laughs) <laughs> Before they observe proton one, but they don't um, look at the result of it until they've looked at proton two. They what they've been able to do is they can they've worked out that if you if you observe proton one, which happens after proton two, they've proven that proton one can change proton two, even though they observed proton one after proton two and if you look at the experiment it explains it all because um, it, it's i think it's quite hard to explain it but what this basically means is that um things in the future can or yeah things in the future can change the past <laughs> which is mad and so i started thinking because like i've i've often thought where do thoughts come from like the other day when I was going to work and that thought popped into my head that this lady was looking at me funny like where did that thought actually come from? and I can't, you can't answer that I don't think it it just pops in from nowhere and like I'm in control of whether I believe the thought or not but you can't control where the thought pops from (laughs) so I started wondering whether somehow this um delayed choice quantum eraser experiment is kind of linked to thoughts and if maybe somehow like something you've done in the past maybe a thought or an action is somehow linked to that thought so that something you've done in the past is going to make that thought happen or it can go the other way whereby something in the future that you've you've not done yet, created that thought so that you would act that way you did because then that's going to allow something else in the future to happen. I hope that makes sense because then what that means is is that your future self is basically... that, That would explain to me how your future self could be guiding you through life. So I think it's quite quite a mad thing that Um, but like yeah I I still wonder where do these thoughts come from that kind of fascinates me and so like I say I've I've, I have realised that these negative thoughts are always going to be there I think because even now with the drawing I still have the negative thoughts popping up but I'm getting better at just letting them be and once you let them be they don't have as much power over you But this goes even deeper than that, because to me, it's not just the thoughts in your head, it's, like, I think society and everything is kind of living off of these negative thoughts, and I think society has put a lot of them into us, like, a lot of things are fear-based in society, so I'm wondering whether a lot of these thoughts are there because they're sort of, um, a byproduct, I guess, of all of the fear that is in the world. <laughs> That's, I mean, you just don't, you just don't know, do you? Oh, and then something else happened today because I've just got back from swimming, and again, this is all based around the thoughts. Um, I would say with swimming, I would say ninety percent of that is mental because I'm, so I'm in the water and I don't know how to swim. And I'm trying to learn how to swim. So my teacher is putting me into positions that are incredibly uncomfortable. But she obviously knows that whatever the mind is saying isn't true. So I'm. she wanted me to do this thing called a mushroom float. Where I had to put my head under the water and blow bubbles. And put my hands around my knees. So I was completely floating in the water with my head under the water. And i tried my best to do it but i just today i couldn't um do it for that long and well i couldn't do it today um and the only reason i couldn't do it is not because i can't do it. it is because my mind was saying my mind was like worried that i wasn't going to be able to touch the floor and it started saying like what if you do it and you tip forward and (laughs) all this crazy stuff um So that was a complete mental thing. If I had been able to have ignored the negative thoughts, I could have just done it. So that's something I've got to work on now for next week. Um, Yeah, but I came out of there thinking that was a negative thought stopping me from being able to do something. So I think negative thoughts are all rooted in fear, really. They're either trying to stop you doing something because it's afraid of what might happen... Is afraid of the unknown. Or it's trying to sabotage you because it can see that you're improving. So I think negative thoughts are just fear. What I've noticed is that pretty much everything comes down to the thoughts. And I think negative thoughts are always going to be there. But you have to learn to just sort of ignore them and, and understand that they're lies. And then once you start seeing their lies... They don't have any power anymore. And then that's when you can start putting in the positive thoughts. And you can believe those ones. (laughs) Because you can, again, you can prove that the negative thoughts are lies. By doing something that goes against it. Um, But equally you can prove that the positive thoughts are real. By doing something that proves it. So I think the secret is to listen to the negative thoughts. Um, prove that they're wrong and then they lose their power and then just start replacing them with positive ones when you start replacing the negative thoughts with positive ones at first you won't you might not believe it but if you keep saying that thought in your head in the end somehow reality syncs up with the thought and you start not just thinking it but you start believing it so in a weird way you're creating your reality based on your thoughts. And again that goes back to this experiment. This is that's why it's, that's why it makes me think this delayed choice quantum eraser experiment is actually linked to thoughts because whatever you think it creates that in the reality. So I'm thinking that you have the thought and then there's some sort of action linked to the thought, and that action um, like has the essence of the thought to prove to you to you what the thought is, if that makes sense. Which ends up making you believe the thought, and then because of that, you start having more positive thoughts because of the action. So it kind of starts snowballing. Um, But like I say, it doesn't mean that the negative thoughts aren't still there. It's just, if you don't believe them, they don't have any power and they won't manifest things in the real world. But the minute you start believing them, they'll start popping things into the real world. (laughs) And I know it sounds quite bonkers, but I've actually experienced this so many times um, over the last few years. And it's only recently I've started sort of, Noticing what's going on. So. And again I think that comes down to self-awareness. Which is something I spoke about. In one of the other podcasts. When you start like being really aware of. Your thoughts. And what's happening in the real world. You start realising how much they are linked together. And like how much power these thoughts have. Over your reality. Both positive and negative. So. That's this week's podcast. It's all about our thoughts. You can tell me what you thought about it by visiting the website at sophieart.com or you can send me a message at sophie at sophielawson.com and you can find me on Twitter at sophielawsonart and on Instagram at sophie.lawson but I haven't been on social media much lately. Um, I've been reading a lot and actually one... I'm still reading that book, Sophie's World, which I spoke about last week. And I wanted to put a little quote in here because I thought it was quite funny. So this book is a story all about philosophy. But it's like two stories in one where it's following this girl called Sophie who's getting mysterious messages from somebody who she doesn't know. And this person is explaining to her like the history of philosophy. And it's It's a really good book because you've you're trying to work out who and what's happening to Sophie um whilst at the same time learning all about philosophy which gets you thinking uh but one of the quotes in here is all about uh, God it's all about well to me it it says that God was transgender <laughs> so what it says is um this person is talking to Sophie and he says it was an ancient christian and jewish belief that god was not only a man he also had a female female side or mother nature women too are created in god's likeness in greek this female side of god is called sophie sophia or sophie means wisdom and that was something i just thought that was really cool So, God was a transgender person whose female side was called Sophie. (laughs) Lovely. I actually looked online about this because I I like to check things. And um, I found this other quote as well, which said... It was talking about how... I'll put a link in the show notes to this. Because the article was called, Was God Transgender or something like that? Um. And they were talking about the Bible and how it references people as it references people as he, and then one minute it will say she, and it also calls people they as if they are both genders. And this, what I read on this little website thing was, um, it said, "Why would the Bible do this? These aren't typos. In the ancient world, well expressed gender fluidity." was the mark of a civilized person such a pers- person <laughs> such a person was considered more godlike in ancient Mesopotamia and Egypt. the gods were thought of as gender fluid, and human beings were considered reflections of the gods, so therefore that would mean that we are all gender fluid and I've actually said that before to my gender therapist I've, I've said before. Again, it goes to society. I think society forces you to be either gender um, to be either male or female. But I think deep down everybody is really a bit of a bit of both. <laughs> like somewhere on the scale they're either more towards the female or more towards the male. But because of society has created this thing where you have to be either a male or a female that's what actually confuses people and so they feel like they can't properly express themselves because we're led to believe that you have to be one or the other and that was something I struggled with for ages and so again it's just another one of the I guess that comes down to the thoughts as well (laughs) you know you think you have to be one or the other and you believe it until you actually go outside as your true self And you realise that it's okay to be who you are. You don't have to be something that everybody else is telling you you have to be. So I just thought that was a really cool quote. And like I said last week, I absolutely love that book. It's a really thick book. But I'm really just fascinated to see what's going to happen. So that was this week's podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. And this week's quote goes to Peace Pilgrim and the quote is If you realised how powerful your thoughts are you would never think a negative thought Peace Pilgrim